Hello, and welcome back to the Sitting in My Bed podcast. My name is Simcha Klein. Um, and after the entirety of the events of last week, um, it's crazy to think how everything turned out. Um, let's start first with the biggest issue, which was the English essay that I plagiarized and then had to have a meeting with the professor about. Um, as it turns out, he was very understanding. Um, he offered to let me rewrite it completely from scratch. He gave me two weeks to do it, which was two weeks more than I, um, honestly deserved. Um, but I think he, like any other, and he told me that if I don't get, like, a perfect grade on it, that I'm going to get a whole letter grade below what it was actually worth. Meaning, if I got a B plus, it would be knocked down to a C plus. But if I got an A plus, it would stay an A plus. Um, I think he didn't punish, and then he told me never to do that shit again. Uh, you know, I'm quoting here. I think he took it a little easier on me, so to speak, than I deserved because he under, he, like any other good educator or judge or whatever, any person, any authority position understood is that any punishment past what is absolutely necessary stops being justice and goes into vengeance. Where if you're punishing them so they see the severity of their transgression and then they you know, repent and never do it again, you know, to use religious terms, then great. But if you punish them in addition because you are angry that they did it or you are, or if you are personally slighted by it, like me as a teacher, if I ever caught one of my students cheating, A, I would be upset because they cheated, you know, that's just against the rules. I would be upset because they felt they didn't know it. I would be upset because they didn't take the personal agency to study to make sure they know it. I would be upset because they didn't understand in class, either through fault of my own or because they weren't listening, or neither. They could have been listening, and I taught it properly, but they still didn't get it, which means that I wasn't necessarily teaching to their strengths. But also, why didn't they tell me they were having a problem? So it's so many things that you get angry about besides just the fact that they broke the rules, where when you're doling out a punishment, you have to stop to think about what what kind of punishment does their action warrant, you know? What are they getting punished for? They're getting punished for cheating, okay? Are they also getting punished because I'm upset that they cheated? Are they also getting punished because I feel lesser than that I wasn't able to teach them? Are they, am I also feeling punished because I'm annoyed they didn't say anything to me? Am I also, are they also getting punished because they were lazy? Like, there are so many other things that go into it that you, have, that you, as the dole out of punishment, have to take a step back and re-examine. Um, also, the um, the kid I was supposed to tutor, right? I said that I was supposed to um, start shadowing one kid and tutoring another. The shadow part isn't going to happen, um, just because it didn't work out with scheduling between myself, school, work, um, my the other people who need the car when I do when I would have. It just wasn't going to work. But the tutoring was still going to be on. Um, and I texted the principal Sunday night, telling her, asking her when we were going to start with the tutoring, and then in a separate message saying that I couldn't do the shadowing. She responded, you know, just confirming that I couldn't shadow. I said, yes, correct, I cannot shadow, but I can still tutor. She said, great, I'll tell whoever she needed to tell. So I showed up to the school on Monday thinking that we were starting. Uh, turns out we were not starting that day. Um, the principal was in her office. I went to the resource coordinator of the school. Um, she's the one who handles all the tutoring, all the, all the therapies, everything. Um, and she said, um, what are you, we never said we were starting today. 
I said, oh. So I went back to my conversation with the principal, and I realized that she never answered the first question I asked her. She just answered the part where I told her I couldn't shadow. So she's like, um, like I feel bad that you can't. I'm like, it's no problem. Like The school's 10 minutes from my house. Um, and also, I clearly had the time free to be able to come. So it wasn't a big deal. We finalized the schedule for the kid. Um, it's going to be Monday and Thursday as soon as the parents um, officially approve. Like they've been talking back and forth to the parents. The problem is, is that it's tutoring and math, and while and normally that would happen during the math period, right? Um, but their math period is the last period of the day, and I have work during that time, so they want to take him out of English class to tutor math. But you can't just take him out of English. So they're working on doing it two days a week, Monday and Thursday, so that way he's isn't missing so much English, but is still getting some math help he needs, which I think is a happy medium, but again, I'm not the parent of this kid. I don't even know the kid's name yet, so, you know, it's not my place to say that they should or should not do it. Um, my brother's wedding, is, you know, we're leaving on Thursday. It is a week from tomorrow, which is crazy to think about, which um, I guess now is a good time as any to say that there will be no podcast next week. Um, you know, for those of you who really like listening to my weekly things, um, I... There's not going to be one next week, I'm letting you know now. So we will convene back on December uh, 20th. There will be a new episode December 20th, God willing. Um, what else? Oh, actually, December 20th. I will hope to have one December 20th. If not, I'll... Okay, so definitely not... December 14th, or December 13th, hopefully, yes, December 20th, but if there's not one December 20th, I'm letting you know now, then definitely December 27th. Um, Speaking of December 20th, late December 20th, AJR, my favorite band, um, has had a really good year this year. You know, this year's been kind of crap for everyone involved, but AJR's had a really good year this year. You know, they they had to cancel two of their tours, um, but they released two new singles, they had a song go into an Apple commercial. They were one of the headliners for the Macy Thanksgiving Day Parade. They're doing a virtual tour on December 26th, which I'm very excited for. I already have my tickets. Um, and then they're having an album come out early 2021. It was nice to see them get the recognition that they so deserve, uh, especially after so many years of you know working hard. They, For those who don't know, AJR is a band of three brothers, Adam, Jack, and Ryan. Um, and they do kind of indie pop, electro pop, whatever you want to call it, music. Um, and they have been doing this for a while. They started out in New York, where they're from, um, and they put out one or two of their own EPs, which didn't do very well, um, but they made a new music video of theirs, and they tweeted it out, they just tweeted it out to a bunch of celebrities, um, and Sia picked it up. She introduced them to a lot of people in the industry and helped them make their first actual album. So they've been going, um, they've been working in the music, music industry I want to say about 10 years. I don't have the statistics in front of me right now, but I remember it being quite a while. If you go back and watch their earlier episodes, their, the uh, earlier episodes, their early music videos are so young, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and they're all up on YouTube. Like, they are so good. Um, like, the whole Spotify uh, wrapped thing this year, AJR was my top artist. Uh, my top songs, 4 out of 5, were by AJR. The only other one was by Billie Eilish. Um, who's also great, but that's besides the point. Um, I think it's that I was in the top 0.01% of listeners in the world. Like, they're, they're so good. I love them so much. 
Um, and it's nice to see them getting the recognition they deserve. You know, um, there's a YouTuber whose name is Adam Music, um, but with one M, so it's A D A M U S I C, um, and he does you know mashups. He does he takes songs that you wouldn't normally like sing to put together, um, and then he makes really good mashups of them. And he's annually he did his year long review. This year, uh, he included AJR song Bang, which was really cool. You know, to see him to see them with you know, Cardi B and Harry Styles and BTS and, uh, you know, Selena Gomez and Blackpink and, and all these, like, huge artists, and there's AJR right alongside them. Like, it's absolutely nuts to see them as one of the biggest artists of the year. You know, WAP was crazy and Folklore and uh, Selena Gomez lose you to love me this year? Jesus Christ, time doesn't exist anymore. Um, but Watermelon Sugar and, like... Uh, it it's it's crazy how how they're up there and they're there they really are like it's not it's not normal on a whole other note um the tv show shameless is coming back tomorrow the u.s version for its 11th season i believe which is crazy that uh, it's going on for so long i i heard about it in like ninth or 10th grade i watched the first seven or eight seasons on Netflix, and then when I got the data, I continued on other sites, um, and it's come so far, like, really, truly, to watch all these actors grow up, and to see their storytelling, and the way it's going, and to show that, you know, not every story arc has a happy ending, there are some that do, and you will be okay, no matter where you end up, and you can't help the circumstances of what you're born into, just what you do with them, but at the same time, sometimes things don't end, end happily, you know, a lot of stories that have an open and shut case. You know, you you start out one way, you face some adversity, and then you have a happy ending, right? That's the basis for every Pixar movie ever. But Shameless is showing the real struggle of poverty. I mean, not to minimize those who are in a, even a worse position than the Gallagher's are, um, and besides, it's still rich people writing poor people. Um, but... I think that they are representing a different kind of family dynamic than it's normally shown on TV. Um, at the same time, I don't know how realistic it is to, you know, real life. I don't, I'm not that kind of, you know, anthropologist where I've spent time studying those who are supposed to be in the same economic class as the Gallagher's. Um, but, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Shameless. Um... But they still go through struggles and are human and have ups and downs. And sometimes one of those outweighs the other. And that's just how life is. Like, it's not all, you know, happy endings. Um, this is supposed to be the last season. I believe it's season 11 or 12. But it's supposed to be the last season of Shameless, which is kind of sad because I really, really like the show. Um, but, you know, I think it was time to wrap it up. You know, they've done a lot of storylines and a lot of characters and... You know, characters have left the show. I really hope Emmy Rossum, who played the um, oldest sibling, the main character, Fiona, for the first ten seasons. Um, I really hope she comes back, at least for, like, the season, the series finale. Like, come on, tie it up. I'm still not over the fact that Cuddy wasn't in the last episode of House. Like, I get, like, you know, he House kind of drove a car into her, into her house. But, like, she could have been at his funeral. At least a cameo. Like, standing by the door with Wilson or something. Anyway, but that was way off topic. But, no, I really want Fiona to at least be in the last episode. I understand, 
you know, actors need to grow and move on from the characters that they spent so long playing. I mean, how many times can Hugh Jackman be Wolverine or Robert Downey Jr. be Iron Man or Sean Connery or Daniel Craig be James Bond? You know, they have to move on eventually. Um, but, like, almost to owe something to this series. That, I mean, you made the character, but the show writers and runners and directors aren't for nothing. Like, I don't think any actor out there is going to be so conceited to say that it's all them and that everyone else is just coincidental. You know, you still need, I think you need to owe some gratitude to the people who make you, you know, unless you're Catherine Heigl on Grey's Anatomy, but considering the way Grey's Anatomy's been going the last few episodes where they brought back old characters that were supposed to be dead, maybe Izzy will make a comeback, except the fact that Izzy isn't canonically dead. She's just, like, living on a farm somewhere. So, the chances of Catherine Heigl coming back are slim to none, um, especially since I don't know if they've made up, but the way she left things off with Shonda Rhimes, at least her departure was very messy. Um, but they brought back uh, Patrick Dempsey, who plays Derek Shepard. They brought back T.R. Knight, who plays George. But again, both of those characters are also dead in the show. Catherine Heigl's character, Izzy, isn't dead. So maybe they'll bring back Shyler Lee. I don't, I don't know if she... I think she pronounces it Shyler, um, who played Lexi, Meredith's sister, who's dead. Or they'll bring back Eric Dane. I think it's his name, Eric Dane, who played Mark Sloan, who's dead. Like... We all want to see uh, Sarah Ramirez as Kylie Torres. We want to see Jessica Chapman as Arizona Robbins. We want to see Sarah Drew as um, April Kepner. Like, we want to see these characters, but they're not dead. We want to see Kate Walsh as Addison Montgomery, but they're not dead. So, to bring them... Because Barrett, basically Meredith has corona, so... You know, spoiler, sorry. Meredith has corona, so she's been seeing, you know, dead people, because she's kind of hanging in the balance between life and death. Um, so for all those other characters who are alive to show up, would it make sense? Unless maybe Meredith's just hallucinating. Like, maybe she isn't in limbo, maybe she's just hallucinating, so then it could work. But if she's in limbo, then it doesn't make sense. And it's supposed to be people that she can never speak to again. Like, or, or, hello, Sandra Oh as uh, Christina Yang. Like, that would be the biggest comeback ever. But to, oh, and um, oh, Justin Chambers as Alex Grip, we want him back too. Um, but to bring them back, if she's in limbo, doesn't make sense. Either in her hallucinations or in quote-unquote real life, wouldn't make sense. Um, so for it to be her hallucinating would make sense, but it also kind of cheapened the fact that she's seeing the, the, the dead people. Like, obviously that's fan service, everyone wants to see that. For them to be supposed to be dead people, people who have died and passed on, and that's why she's able to see them, because she's in the midway point between life and death, and the different characters who are supposed to be alive, it kind of cheapens the whole experience, you know? Like, I don't know, it's kind of like, oh, we're not we're not talking about whether or not she should die, we're just talking about how, you know, she's on drugs and loopy and ooh, like, that's cheap. Also, we've already seen you know, dead characters twice already. Once when she almost drowned, and once when it was uh, Dios de los Muertos. Um, my apologies to, um, if I mispronounced Dios de los Muertos. De la Muertos. Um, it's the Day of the Dead in, um, I don't know if it's specifically Mexican. Um, I believe it's, you know, Latino cultures um, or Hispanic cultures. Again, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I don't know if it's specifically Mexican. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway. But, yeah, no. So, Stainless is ending, and that's sad. But, you know, it was, it was time for it to go, you know? 
you know, the characters started out playing, the characters who were teenagers are now in their 20s, the characters who were preteens are now late teens, like, even the youngest kid who was one years old is now, I don't know, 12, 13, I mean, he's had like three or four different actors over his span, but my point being that the characters have evolved, you know, they've loved, they've lost, they've won, they've lost, they've thrived and come and gone and come, hint, hint, wink, wink, double entendre, um, but, yeah, Carl's my favorite, though, and Ian, Carl and Ian are my favorite Gallagher's, specifically, um, I like Veronica, she's great, um, Mickey's good when he's with Ian, but I think Carl's my favorite character overall, he was doing really well when he was, like, I don't know, I cannot believe the game that crappy hair, back when he had, like, the long, wavy, like, Sean Hunter hair, like, from Boy Meets World, ugh, it was so bad, I, poor kid, but yeah, shameless, good show, I'm really excited for this wedding, um, you know, within the next week and a half, um, you know, it's really nice, it's under 50 people, I think, it's a big hall, each table is going to be members from the same household, um, you know, we're not taking every precaution, but we're taking precautions where we can, uh, I mean, where we can would be not to have it at all, but, you know, no one asked my opinion, um, you know, there's not gonna be any dancing, which, I mean, whatever, but, I mean, at the end of the day, the only people who matter are the people getting married, the officiant, and the witnesses, like, we don't need, no one needs 300 people in a ballroom. People want that stuff, but there are also people who go to, who elope to Vegas and are just as happy. Like, it's all a matter of personal preference and what you're able slash willing to sacrifice and still have the night of your dreams. Like, there was talk about how after we're allowed to have big weddings again, some people may not want big weddings anymore. Um, you know, this might be an excuse to stop the whole keeping up with the Joneses facade and just go back to the old days of smaller weddings, and I'm over here, like, I want a huge wedding, I want to have 300 people, I want to be dancing, and have people love me, I want the color scheme, I want the meals, I want everything, like, if you don't want to do it, great, but don't ban them, like, and when I say ban, I'm talking about the, the Orthodox community, where, you know, the rabbis have, have huge influential power because we give them huge influential power. So if they set out a, a, a letter saying that we should stop doing big weddings, people are going to stop doing big weddings. But A, I don't think they're going to do that because they've done big weddings for their kids. B, I don't think they're going to do that because that would mean a huge job loss for the Jewish community. C, I don't think they're going to do that because I don't know if everyone wants that. And D, I don't think they're going to do that because offer an option. Great that whichever the option the rabbis are going to choose, that's the way most people are going to go. But don't ban them outright say if you want it's okay if you don't have a giant wedding which is what the way it was before sorry uh it's crazy pouring here in new york right now um so there was just a giant thunderclap outside um but no i want my giant wedding you know i know what color scheme i want i know what meal i want to have like i've been dreaming about my wedding since i was a kid like, i want my huge ginormous wedding and that's okay. Like, I don't think I need an ice sculpture in a 17-piece band, but I want a dance floor. I want my songs to play out. I know what song I want to walk down to. Like, don't ban them. Offer an alternative. 
All right. Um, I'm going to, that's going to be it for this episode. Hit me up on Twitter at Samander K, S-I-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K, or, or on Instagram at Simcha underscore Klein, S-I-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you want me to talk about. Just say hi, or that you hate me. Either way. All right. Bye.